Welcome to Drive Your Own Adventure with Benjamin Starr. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays. Okay, we're on location for Ingenia Holidays and we're doing Drive Our Own Adventure. We're standing in a place that uh, has got a, a lot of echo to it. If you stood behind me, there's uh, barrels here. You can feel that, no bodies in the barrels. We're not in Adelaide. We're right up here on the Atherton Tablelands and we're chatting to a guy who's got the coolest title, head distiller and director, Mark Watkins, who owns, well, Mount Uncle Distillery. Welcome. Yeah, hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah, don't be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me, um, do you wake up every morning with the hair of the dog? Because you must have to sample all this I'm stuff. pretty much a professional alcoholic, I suppose, yeah. yeah. <laughs> AA meetings happen oh, out the yeah, back? Yeah, I've tested all the, um, the apparent cures, the raw egg, um, Barocca. They've been there, done that. Which one worked? Um, just get back on it again. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mark, tell me a little bit about this uh, career that you've got. I mean, how did you get into doing this? Uh, so, it started off... I'm actually an environmental scientist by trade um, and then I uh, didn't fall in love with trying to save dolphins and turtles. Yeah. So I started doing wine science, but it's too cold down south for me. Um, so I was in the middle of Wagga Wagga in the middle of winter and I just threw my hands up and said, I've had enough of this and rang up mum and said, mummy, I'm coming home and, and um, decided what else can we do up here that's in the booze industry. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of sugar cane, so we set out to start um, making the best rum in the world, which we just got that title, um, best rum in the world this year at the World Rum Awards. Good on you. And um, yeah, we just got a um, best rum in. So you weren't a rummer up? Yeah, no, 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 you were, we were the top dogs there, yeah, so. What's nah. it like to be uh, the top dog? I mean, we're a long way away. When you think of the world, who are you competing against here? Uh, we're up against all the, the big, big rum companies, so all the you know, ones that have been going for two, three, four hundred years, so. Wow. So it's pretty good, you know. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's now, the first time we entered the awards too, so. And what makes you the best rum in the world? What is it? Well, we don't add any sugar to it. Uh, we use the, the best sugar cane syrup from the, the, the local mill just down the road here. Um, we then age ex-red wine casks, um, American oak, for about five to six years. And that's what gives us that, the really nice flavour. How do you make rum? Well, what, what's, what's the process? So ru rum's made from <clears throat> any form of sugar. So, say, molasses, um, you can use granulated sugar. Some people in the States do that. Um, we use cane syrup, or you can just crush the cane and use the fresh juice. So there's three families of rum. Um, we do the, the, the syrup, um, and then we age in, in 200 litre... 230 litre um, X-Red wine, American oak uh, barrels, and that gives us a really nice um, oaky flavour. Um, because that, that barrel's had a lot of time, probably 10 years with red wine, it's absorbed all those red port sort of nuances, red wine sort of yes. flavours, and that gives a little bit of, bit of twang to the, uh, to the rum as well. So. so apart from Shania twang, this machine here, what does it actually do? It's, it's, it looks like something that... So we're wearing the distillery distillery house, so this is, this is where our still is, so it's Helga, so it's a 1,500-litre Arnold Holstein still. A lot of copper, you can see a lot of copper there, very important to make a nice smooth spirit, um, whereas if you've just got stainless steel, you won't get that, that same effect. Um, the copper pulls a lot of the sulphides and um, astringent notes out of the beasties out of the, the spirit. Generally takes about a four or five hour process. So we do the fermentation and the big fermenters outside. That takes about two weeks. This is the sugar. 
Yeah, right. yeah. So we'll water the sugar syrup down to around about uh, 20 bricks or 20% sugar. Um, then we chuck the yeast. And the yeast does all the hard work for us. It chews all the sugars up and turns them into ethanol and wow. CO2, essentially. So we're doing a bit for climate, um, <laughs> climate change. <laughs> Uh, so, which no one's really picked up on because wine production produces crap like heaps of CO2. Really? Yeah, so, because it basically cuts the sugar in half, turns it half into CO2 and half into ethanol. Because they go on about cows, so this could yeah. be doing a lot more, huh? Yeah, yeah, but there's too many politicians who've got shares in, in wineries, so they're not going to start attacking that. Um, so, so, it's filled up with, so, so how big is this tank again? So, this is 1,500 litres. And then when we have the washes finished fermenting, it's around about 9% alcohol. So we then pump that in there. Yeah. Um, and then the distillation process basically is a purification process where we're extracting the alcohol and a little bit of water out um, and a few other compounds that the yeast produces and we leave behind the waste, which we then dump back out into the paddock. So, we go. so the trees get drunk then? Yeah, yeah. So well, most of the alcohol is actually removed out of it. Yeah. So but it makes a really good soil conditioner. So all of the botanicals that we grow for our gin, um, we sort of basically fertilise them with, with the waste out of the So literally this machine here, is, it's all liquid that goes in. So if I look at your bottle, you've got all these ingredients. Yeah. So just list a couple of the ingredients so, that go so in. So with the gin, we've got um, juniper, obviously. So that, that's the reason why it's called gin. It's a flavoured vodka with predominant juniper notes. Um, then we've got peppermint gum, bunion nuts, an interesting one. It's like a supercharged pine nut. Uh, this is all fermented in different vats? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then you bring it into this room here and literally you're going to feed it all in like a, a life support in, system? Yeah, and distill it and then, then we'll collect that vapour um, and that's, that's the O to V. And, and out of this vat, so how long does the whole vaporisation thing so take? So it'll take about two to five hours depending on what we're, what we're uh, yeah. distilling um, and we'll get roughly about 300 litres of distillate at about 78% alcohol every time we do that. Good grief. So and basically a barrel. We get a barrel each time we turn it on. And uh, how many bottles would that fill? Um, around about 300, 360, because we'll lose 10% of the cask per year. And we call that the angel share in our game. Yeah. So what happens is um, we'll lose that 10, 8 to 10% per year. Um, but in that process, there's concentration um, going on. So. We'll lose about a, a quarter of the barrel over a period of seven, eight years. So literally, so what happens is it comes from this machine, you put it into a barrel, and then it's got to ferment for a it, period of time? It, it'll rest, yes. Yeah. So the fermentation's done, yeah. then the distillation, and then, then the ageing. So once it's, when it sits in the barrel, it's getting attacked, because wood is, is um, yeah. porous, yeah. so it'll absorb... Moisture. Moisture, air. Um, I think in the Caribbean they don't allow women in the barrel stores because they reckon the perfume will be absorbed into the rum. I'm pretty sure it's just because that's where the boys do their drinking. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, and in that process we've got oxygenation. The, the, the spirit's moving in and out of the barrel, so it's absorbing like... Um, making a cup of tea, sure. it's absorbing those barrel flavours. And So where, where you ferment all this stuff, if you were to walk through, can you smell it? Um, when they're, they're fully going, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. got this really um, pretty, pretty heady sort of gassy yeah. CO2 smell. And, and so. where all the where all the barrels sit? Is there a? Um, yeah, they're in the barrel and, store. And, and is that like 
there's no smell in there? Yeah, or? no, there is, yeah. Oh, really? Go, go have a look if you want. Fantastic. So this is amazing. So literally here, what's this door do? What do you do when so you open that is, up? Yeah, this is just so we can get in there and give it a good clean. Um, oh, my God, look how much stuff's in there. Yeah, so that's, that's all the cleaning. And it smells like sugar. It smells like all this other stuff. Yeah, yes, yeah, so there's a lot of other cobbners and flavoured compounds that are in, in that give the rum its flavour. It does smell like rum. Yeah. It smells good. Listen to that echo in there. Hello, hello. It's sort of like something out of the Yellow Submarine. It is like the Yellow Submarine, huh? <laughs> hey, can I ask you, what, what are all the little portholes up the top there? So each of these are um, bubble plates, so that allows us, to, we can turn them on and off. So oh. essentially, um, it dictates... Oh, you can see, this is like a, this is like a VU meter for radio, watching the levels going up and down. So yeah. you can watch it, bo yeah, watch yeah. the water. So when it's running, you can actually see the alcohol yeah. vapour going up, condensing, turning back to a liquid, and then vaporising again and then moving up. So we can turn them on or off. So yeah. if we're making rum, we turn them all off because yeah. we want it to be as less distilled as possible. We want as much flavour. Yeah. We're doing vodka, we turn them all on and close them all because we want to really, really refine that spirit. Unbelievable. So what is it about rum and, and gin that you love so much? I still can't believe how big this is. Yeah, no, this is, yeah, it's one of the biggest types of bits still in, in Australia anyways, at least that, um, if not the Southern Hemisphere. Um, I like rum because it's just it's it, it's about capturing you know where the sugar cane grows the the rich red soil uh, we can tell where the the cane comes from like it tastes better off the red soil to compared to the sandier soil so we use only red soil growing. God, Mummy must have loved when you came back here. She must have said, "What <laughs> was this the family property?" Yeah, so this is actually the distillery is actually in our old banana shed. This is right, the banana packing shed. So you just said, "I'm moving it in here." <coughs> as, as, yeah, as, as, as we grew, I sort of started whipping away <laughs> at the shed, and now I've got, got all of it. So. Good on you. So wait, now show us where you, where these barrels go. So they come outside here. Yeah, so we're just about to start filling these in the next. It's week. a total science, isn't it? Yes. Yep. What do you love about the science of all this? Do you love the fact that you just throw all these ingredients together and you can create something? Oh, for stuff like stuff like gin, it's really interesting because yeah, a lot of the Australian botanicals no one's distilled with before. Yeah. So it's it's a bit of an experimentation. Oh my goodness, this smells amazing. So yeah, this is the this is the barrel store. Wow. Um, once it's finished distilling, we'll then put it. Oh, into you can a, smell the whiskey. Yeah. So that's the angel share. So yeah, that's the. This is my favourite room. I bet you it is. Notice there's a straw at the back of that one. <laughs> yeah, there's a bit of a sample tube there. So to be number one now, it must come with a lot of uh, media exposure. You know, from a, from a humble beginning of Mummy, I'm Coming Home, yeah. you must sit there and go, <clears throat> yeah, you so could never have pictured this would happen. No, no, I, I actually nearly fell off the chair when I got the email with really? the results. Yeah, because I was just like, I had to look twice. It was like... Oh, that's my rum. <laughs> so, and you went over and got presented with an award. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I actually judge at both the World Whiskey Awards and the World Rum Awards. Um, but it's pretty funny because in the last tasting, I noticed that I said, "Geez, this stuff tastes like mine." So I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, three points." <laughs> really? Yeah. Now I went to a whiskey festival in Canada once. The Canadians love whiskey spirits. Yeah. They love spirits. Yeah. And I went to this uh, fabulous whiskey festival, and there I could not believe how many whiskies are on the market. I was tasting stuff from Ireland made out of peat moss. Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. you know, everything has got a different taste, a different tannin. A yeah, depending on the climate. So yeah. where we are here, our whiskey will age a lot faster than it will in a cool climate. Um, so 
Our seven-year-old whisky is around about the 14-year, 15-year-old equivalent of a cold climate whisky. Yeah. Um, that's where we get a lot of success with our awards, um, with our whiskies, because we can essentially age for a lot less of the time than what it does in a cool, cool climate. Now, tonight you're doing a, a, a tasting and, and an information night. A, a, is it important that people come along to these to, to learn about them? Because, I mean, there's so many different things to do with whisky. Yeah, yeah. So, like, with, with these masterclasses or infor information nights, they're really handy because, especially from a lot of the smaller producers, because you get, like, most of 90% of the time it's from the distiller um, and you'll get to pick up and learn a lot about what that product is, how it's made. Um, whereas, like, a lot of the big companies like the, the big brands which i won't mention um they force feed their marketing garbage to the consumer and sort of it, it, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors there so um what's the best way to drink this stuff uh, i'm going to dot you in on something chris who's traveling with us he's going off for counseling after this he just admitted that he puts coke with gin oh yeah i just said i you know I can't believe this, but we'll get more out of him later about why he does that. So for, for, for most of them, we recommend to try them straight or neat. Um, you know, it's stuff with gin, a lot of people drink it with tonic. Um, but if the product is really good, you should be able to drink it neat and it shouldn't burn. Really? Yeah. Yep. Um, whereas if it's of lesser quality and it burns, it's generally not a good sign, so. Now, is this like the Cadbury factory? Like, you know, when you start work here, you go, you know what, I'm gonna eat all these chocolates, like Willy Wonka's chocolate factory. Do you find that people, once they start working with all this stuff, just go, oh yeah, it's that available, I could drink it every day? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the Colombian drug lord rule. Don't get high in your own supply. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mark, thank you very, very much. Where do people find out information about what you do here? Um, so we're, we're on, on the web, so um, www.mtuncle.com. Um, we're also available in Dan Murphy's, BWS, um, and Dan Murphy's online. We've also got an online facility. Um, yeah. Well, now being number one, you're going to be in demand. Yeah, well, hopefully. How, do you have to ramp plan. up production now? That's the plan. Oh, yeah, this year we'll start producing rum the next fortnight, yeah. so we should, should be starting to... Have pump. you told Mum she's moving out of the house? It's becoming a storeroom? <laughs> not yet, not yet, no. <laughs> well, let's go sample something. Yeah. And we've been chatting with Mark Watkins today at the Mount Uncle Distillery, and let me tell you what an amazing place this is made from local ingredients. For more information, go to the Ingenia Holidays website. Thanks for listening to Drive Your Own Adventure with Ingenia Holidays. With holiday parks and resorts across New South Wales and Queensland, Ingenia Holidays offers the ideal place for an extended break, weekend getaway or short stopover. Find your dream destination with Ingenia Holidays at www.ingeniaholidays.com.au